On this week's episode, we're talking the NFL honors, the NBA trade deadline, Brad Marchand, and of course, the Olympics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six, season two of Points and Penalties. For all our listeners, we'd like to remind you to please subscribe where we get your podcasts. For all our viewers on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to our channel by clicking the PMP button in the bottom right of this video. And no matter how you check out PMP, give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. Once again, my name is Josh, and with my with me are my co-hosts Kevin, Jesse, and Peter. Kevin, start with you like usual. What are you drinking this morning? Well, I'm going to have myself a uh, Neon Haze. It is from Amsterdam Brewing. It is a hazy IPA sitting at a whopping 5.7%. Let's give this sucker a go. Yummy. Very nice. It's a good hazy kind of uh, taste. Like it so far. Jesse. What are you drinking? Thanks, Kev. I am drinking Blackfriars Bridge. It is a London brewery called Toboggan Brewing. It's a vanilla stout. And I got you with 6%. So I'm going to try her again. Is that back-to-back-to-back weeks for you, Jess, with a stout? I think, I think so. Maybe. I don't, yeah, I I think don't, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I like them, man. I'm starting to like them a lot more. This uh, podcast has definitely made me have more of them. and Broad like horizons. <laughs> like, I've always kind of liked them, but uh, now I got, I'm really getting a taste for them. But I try this right now. Solid. Good stuff. Pete, what are you drinking? Thanks, Jesse. I am drinking a Kitty Vitty Aloha Sour IPA. It's a strong beer. Six percent. Got a puffin on the can. Puffin what? A puffin on the oh. can. <laughs> puffin on the can. Remember back in the day, Kev? <laughs> so I'm also having the first sip just now. So we'll see how she goes. Cool. It's definitely sour. Not bad though. Not bad first taste. Nice sour beer. Josh likes the sour one. He had yeah, one last yeah. week and he was like, I like it. Sours are good, especially on a summertime patio. Nope. Mm. Which is not <laughs> No, no. But I'm freezing here. Imagining it's a summertime patio. I mean, if it's you throw a... a few more logs on the fire, it might feel a little warmer to <laughs> take your shirt off. And... <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, what are you uh, rounding it out with? Well, I've got a Bellwoods Brewery Monogamy uh, Citrus Hops IPA. It's got some, got some fucking owls on the on the cover there. Ooh. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's who, who's on the cover? Who? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll bet this beer is a fucking hoot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just go over our alcohol percentages again. Here's just just because I'm dumb and I can't remember what you guys said. Kev, you had like a five seven. I got a five seven here. Yes, sir. Jesse, what did you have again? Six. Six. six and Pete. I'm at six as well. Oh, you guys are fucking bitches. And I went with a light one today. I got a six point four. Ooh, an easy win. 
I know. That's been a while since someone's beaten someone with a 6.4. With something less than nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, you guys all get minus ones. And oh, wait, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I all right. So I'm going to give this uh, monogamy a try. Like I said, it's uh, citrus hoppy. That's the kind of stuff I had last week. Enjoyed the hoppiness or the citrusy. Give it a whirl. Yep. It's citrusy. It's good. It's IPA. IPA E. Is that a word? It is now. It is now. It is now. Pretty good. I like it. It's uh, probably going to go down pretty good at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get right into it. Uh, big day on Thursday, the NBA trade deadline. They had a couple surprising trades. One that wasn't so surprising, but uh, you could definitely call this one a blockbuster. We'll start off with that between the 76ers and the Nets. James Harden and Paul Millsap get traded for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first and a 2027 first, which is protected. I think we all kind of knew that, or was, we're hoping that this might get, might uh, get done. James Harden wanted to get out of Brooklyn for whatever reason. Uh, the super team there, the big three, they only played 16 games together. They were 13 and three over that time, which is pretty fucking good. And imagine if they could have gotten their shit together, stayed healthy. If Kyrie was not a goof with the uh, vaccination status, imagine what could have been uh, there. So after bringing in Harden's uh, about a year ago, the Nets went from having the championship aspirations to a second round exit last season to not having Kyrie for the first two months of the season because of the COVID uh, vaccine mandate to a nine game losing streak to trading Harden. So from going from we're going to win to see you the fuck later was uh, not a very long time frame. And I was, you know, I think at the beginning we were all kind of thinking, is this going to work? How is it going to work with three monsters that want the ball all the time? Um, evidently, you know, I mean, in the games that they played together, it somehow worked being, being 13 and three, but over the long run, I'm not really sure what Harden's issue was here. Like why he wanted to get out so badly. Um, I mean, maybe that's it, but I mean, he's going to get the ball for sure more in, in, uh, Philly, but he's definitely going to have to share that rock with the big man, Joel. So Joel. To figure, I figure to, to maximize this uh, Embiid-Harden partnership, they are going to have to develop a two-bag chemistry that utilizes both Harden's mastery of pick-and-roll angles and Embiid's ability to threaten defense in all kinds of different ways. Obviously, Embiid can do just about everything that you need him to do. Um, we all know what Harden brings to the team. You know, offense, shooting, not a whole lot of defense. So, obviously, the... Uh, well, the Sixers aren't going to miss the defense of Simmons because he wasn't playing this year. So <laughs> it's pretty, you know, yep. it's, it's almost from a, from a Sixer standpoint, it's almost getting a superstar for nothing. You know, obviously they, they didn't just give up nothing, but when you have a guy that's not playing and now you're going to fill his role with somebody who's pretty fucking good, that's always, always a good thing. Um, so on the Brooklyn side of things, uh, Ben Simmons, you know, he, he's going to be, it's going to take him a bit to get into the swing of things and get into game shape. You know, he's been working out and whatnot and he's been, I think he's been practicing, but he hasn't played. So uh, he could end up playing different positions depending on where the nets are playing. If they're playing home or away, uh, you know, at home, he could be the primary ball handler because he does have elite ball handling skills. Uh, but when the nets are away, you know, you're going to get Kyrie and KD that are going to be more prevalent uh, with handling the ball 
and, and initiating this offense. Um, so it's going to be interesting if Simmons can, if Simmons can do that, can he, can he switch back and forth between kind of positions and roles between home and away games? Um, obviously this is a tough situation because of Kyrie and his back status. It would be great if, if, you know, you could just have your players play the same positions and the same roles every game, but um, obviously like the chemistry, right? Right. Exactly. So it's going to be very tough to, uh, to get this chemistry. And I mean, sure. Simmons and Kyrie will play at the same time, but it's, you know, you're going to play six minutes together, eight minutes together, 10 minutes together, every third game or, you know, every other game, however it works out with the schedule. It's just, it's just going to be tough. Like I said, Jeff, for the, just for the, um, the camaraderie and, and whatnot, it's, it's just really going to be tough. So uh, obviously Ben Simmons is a big upgrade defensively for the Nets over Mr. Harden. And uh, I don't know if you guys know a guy named Curry. It's the Seth version, not the Stefan version. But uh, he's not quite as good as Steph. But his brother uh, Seth is, is half decent. Uh, he's a shooter, can hit the three ball. He's pretty good defensively. Uh, the question here is, will the Nets trust Curry to initiate some of the offense here uh, when you got guys like Kyrie and uh, Simmons on the bench or if you're at home and Kyrie's not playing? So. Um, I, I think they will in the long run. It's just going to take some time. And, you know, when all else fails, give the ball to the fucking KD, right? And that's that's uh, really all you need to do there because he'll just fucking – he'll just destroy everybody like he normally does as long as he stays healthy. So Why do they call him KD again? Because uh, he eats a lot of craft Dinner, Kev. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. He wants yeah. to be Canadian, really, at heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. What did he say when Letterman – he's like – my name is Kevin. And my Kevin. last name is Durant. <laughs> Durant with a D. D. So I think this is, you know, based on Harden not wanting to play in Brooklyn anymore. Um, I feel like the Nets had to, had to do something, you know, sure. They could have forced him to play and maybe they could make that the big three work. Um, somebody would, Somebody's evidently is going to be pissed no matter what though between the three of them because they're not getting the ball the, mo- the most or as much as they want. Sorry. So when it comes down to it, as long as Simmons can get into, I'll say regular season form because we know last postseason or he was fucking garbage, wouldn't take shots. Uh, he, it seemed like he was scared to take shots for the Sixers. So um, if he can can get his confidence back and and play solid. I think this is going to be a good trade for both teams. You know, now you have players that want to be in that other location. They're going to want to play. They're going to you know, play hard. And uh, I don't know. I think this is going to be good. Now the, the nets, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're uh, ranking, I guess, if you want to say to win the, or their favoritism to win the finals dropped a bit uh, after losing Harden. Uh, and that, case uh the sixers would have bumped up a touch um, but uh i don't know what do you guys think about this blockbuster trade do you think it was a good trade for both teams do you think it's a bad trade either way or how do you guys feel i definitely think it's a good trade for both teams like i was looking at this and trying to decide who i thought won this trade and it's tough like it's um i think objectively philly got better right now and brooklyn probably got a little worse right now uh but brooklyn also picked up the couple first round picks in this trade so that'll help them out in the future 
And I don't know if they're actually going to be that much worse uh, because they had that three-headed monster. Now it's down to a two-headed monster plus Simmons. That's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and- 1.5-headed monster. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we know the rules yet for the playoffs, if you'll be able to play home games or not. Probably not as of now. Not as of yet. Mm-hmm. The mandates, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, but yes. But that would have been the case either way with Harden or Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I did. It's to me, I don't know who won this trade. Like, I think, like I said, I think Philly got better right away. I think they got brought themselves into probably um, serious contention here. And the Nets didn't drop out of serious contention, but they picked up some futures. So, I think it's a good trade for both teams. And it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out when it matters in the playoffs. Like Simmons is like seven years younger than Harden. So like, that's huge. If, if, if Simmons could play, you know, up to three quarters of, of Harden's uh, capabilities, then I think that, that maybe the Nets won this based on like, like you said, the future, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't think he can though. Like, I mean, he's not the beard, let's put it that way, but he, he does have like, he, you know, he was an all-star um, you know, before all this bullshit and whatnot going on with the Sixers and, you know, he has potential for sure. You know, there is, there is that high end potential, but will he, would he ever be as good as James Harden? Probably not. But no. again, those, like you said, Pete, those picks. So for me, for me, I think the Nets ended up winning this in the long run, but a short term, like you said, Pete, for sure. Sixers got this in, in the bag for short term. I also think the Nets won this. I think it's a tra- good trade for both guys. Like Peter was saying right now, Philly looks really good, but future not so much. Uh, we also know that Philly's probably going to finish in the top of the league, so it's the back end number one, so not the greatest there, really. And, yeah, we'll see how Simmons does in the playoffs. Because that's, like you said, there's tons of potential. He hasn't been that good in the playoffs, so he's got to prove that he can play there. And I still think Brooklyn will make the playoffs, but... Right now they're in the play-in, so they got they got a lot of work to do. Uh, but I I think with what they were able to grab, they're going to be a better defensive team. Obviously, they're not going to put up the numbers or like the high numbers as when when Harden was with them. But we'll see. I think they'll still do pretty well. I still think uh, it kind of just shakes everything up, and hopefully the Nets do a lot better because they, they are dropping real quick down the standards. Yeah, but I guarantee you they make the playoffs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I said. But I, I, I want to I see Ben Simmons in the playoffs. He's going to do something. For sure. We, we know that he can play in the regular season, but what we've seen in the postseason with, from Ben has not been good. You know, tentative, not wanting to take shots. And you can't do that, man. You got an open bucket. You got to fucking go for it. Even if you miss it, you got to try. Yeah, try. and yourself in a rhythm, and maybe that's because uh, he felt too much pressure in Philly to be the guy. Where now he's uh, he's the third of the, if you even want to call it a three-headed monster. Maybe he'll uh, fit right in in more of a supporting role, and have uh, like KD and Kyrie take care of the primary point game. We'll have to wait and see. I think the Sixers uh, definitely, you know, is gonna. Be better 
with the beard, not Hardaway, right, Jesse? It's the beard. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 Hardaway. Yeah, so I I think the Sixers is definitely you know they're looking to win, and bringing the beard in is only going to give them that good opportunity to do so. Now with what the Nets you know ended up getting with Simmons, like you guys are saying, let's just see this guy not just toss up or give rid of the ball where he shouldn't, where he should, like you said, Josh, drive the lane, take that shot. So, but all in all, I think the Sixers are there. They want to win and bringing the beard in gives them a good opportunity to do so. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think we're pretty much all on the same page here. The Sixers probably got better now and uh, the potential for the Nets to be better now is, is still high. Uh, but also for the future is uh, is definitely better. Like I said, Jess, it's it's going to be a low end number or a first first round pick, but a first round pick is a first round pick, right? All right, next trade: Washington Wizards, Dallas Mavericks. I had kind of hoped that this guy might have uh, been traded to Toronto. I I like Kristaps uh, Porzingis, although he hasn't played great this season. Uh, he's been getting better. So the trade is going to Washington as Porzingis and a future second round pick. And then going back to Dallas as Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. This is kind of a surprising trade in the sense that. Um, so Dallas had Porzingis and they have an elite uh, point guard in Luka Doncic. And this the chemistry just wasn't working between them and, and they just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't great. You know, the combination was lacking pizzazz. It was lacking that spark. And now Washington's bring them in to being paired with Beal, uh, assuming that Beal resigns uh, for next year. He's currently uh, out on a, uh, he's had a season injury surgery on his wrist. So for now, this is kind of for a next year type thing. So they, they've got to be assuming that they're going to be able to resign Beal. Um, but Beal and Porzingis is not as uh, intense or as good as Porzingis and Doncic. And that didn't really work out that well. So it's interesting to see that they're, that the Washington is going to try and make this work with Beal and Porzingis when Doncic is, in my opinion, is way better than Beal. Don't get me wrong. Beal is good, but it's Luka fucking Doncic. Yeah, I agree. Now the big concern here with Porzingis is of course his health, uh, you know, is because of his injuries, and the uh, health and safety protocols with COVID and such. He's only played 34 of Dallas's 55 games this season. And in part because of shortened seasons, he hasn't played more than 57 games in a season since suffering his ACL tear in 2018. So a bit of uh, injury concern um, that, uh, that the Wizards are going to have to deal with. And hopefully they can maybe give him a little bit of, uh, you know, take a book out of Kawhi's or take a page out of Kawhi's book with the, with the, uh, uh, load management, although his load has been zero this year, talking about Kawhi. But, uh, you know, like I said, I like Porzingis. I thought he would be a pretty good fit in Toronto. Um, but I also didn't want to give up a whole lot for it for him. So, you know, it's one of those things. But uh, so on the Dallas side of things, now going to going over to the Mavs, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, he is a useful like volume scorer on teams that don't have that scoring punch kind of like Washington without Bradley Beal. Uh, problem is that he can't keep the same scoring efficiency when that other superstar is in the lineup. So in Dinwiddie's case, he went from 24% shooting, 
shooting percentage to without Beal to 15% with him. And that's not good. You got to be just as good or better when you have that superstar or, or, or other top end guy uh, on the court at the same time. Yeah. You'd think you'd be better. You'd right. think you'd get less attention from the D and you should, it should be better. I don't mm-hmm. understand. So again, this is kind of uh, it's more concerning here because now you're pairing Dinwiddie with Doncic who is an even higher ball usage type of guy. Like he has the ball every possession. So is, is are these numbers of this percentage for Dinwiddie going to go down? Because that's what it seems to. It w- went down with Beal, so why wouldn't it go down with Doncic? Doncic is better than Beal, so you know it's just kind of a I don't know. This is a weird, weird trade. Um, and then uh, Davis Bertans, you know he's he had a really good season. He signed like an eighty million dollar contract, and then he's been slumping. Uh, so he's he's you know we we figure he's a better shoot shooter than he has been this season um he's still a 40 percent three-point shooter in his career but Bertanzi needs to shoot at that level to stay on the court um if he does he won't stay on the court because the rest of his game is lacking <laughs> like he's a three-point shooter and that's a boot it boot a boot yeah <laughs> we're canadian this here podcast right? is in canada eh? hey take off your hosers <laughs> So, you know, because of the, the rest of his game is deficient other than his three-point shooting, the Mavs might be able to hide it, uh, you know, in zone defenses and so on and so forth. But his poor defensive rebounding and just defense in general is, is especially for a big man, is a big issue. And I just, I just don't know what Dallas was looking for here in picking up these two guys as opposed to keeping Porzingis around. You know, I don't know who's going to be better. It's hard to say. It really is. So maybe it's fresh starts. It, it very well could be. It very well could be. So and sometimes fresh starts are good starts for some. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, I mean, I'll bet you. Like going back to Harden, he's is his fresh start. I'll bet you he fucking tears it up. He's going to be so excited to be playing again and playing somewhere he wants to be. Right. And maybe Getting the ball. Yeah. So. um so what do you guys think about this odd trade? And do you think this makes any sense for, for either team, this trade? Or, or are you guys kind of just as confused as I am on this one? <laughs> I think it makes a bit of sense for Washington. And I think, I think so I think they clearly won this trade because I think they got the best player in Borsingas. And I think they got a future in that second round pick. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think they came out on top of this. And my my guess, my gut says it's just it's a play to try and get Beal to resign. Like, look, we got you some help. We got some mm-hmm. futures. We're trying to build, trying to build around you. Come back, stay in Washington, whatever. Uh, so I think it makes a bit of sense for Washington. Uh, I don't really know what Dallas was trying to do with this, but like you said, Jesse, maybe it's just they're hoping for some fresh starts for these guys. Uh, shake up their game and uh, sort of kick them into high gear here. Maybe work better with Doncic. I don't know, but I think Washington definitely won this one. It is definitely strange. I agree. You look at this trade for, especially for Dallas. It, it, it is it is weird. Um, it like I guess Dinwiddie. Like I think maybe he'll make a difference. Maybe he didn't like playing with you. Maybe that was the thing. I, I don't know. I I would assume because Wizards were doing pretty good at the beginning of the season, but 
as everyone knows, it's a long season. You really do continue this throughout the whole season, but I think he'll be better with Doncic. Like you, you Doncic makes it. So it, I, I think that he should be able to do it. And Dortinza is he's injury prone, right? So they're hoping that their their staff can help him out and get him back on track to play as many games as possible. And Peter, you got to—I didn't even think about this about resigning deal. So like, yeah, they they got a, a big star in front to resign him. So mm-hmm. that makes sense for Washington, but I. I can't really think of Dallas what they won at all. Kev, you got any uh, thoughts? I'm just like with you, Yosh. I mean, it just it's confusing. I mean, like I don't know why you would. Uh, it's just it's just strange. That's all I got to say about that one. <laughs> there, there is multiple trades that we, you know, I mean, we could we could go on all the whole show about. Uh, about the trades in, in the NBA this this year, CJ McCollum was moved. Cam Reddish was moved. That was all prior to the deadline. Uh, there was a what is it a four team trade, seven players. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that we could talk about. But these first two here, obviously, the blockbuster we got to talk about, and this one because it was confusing to me of why uh, either team made this. Like I said, maybe Washington, you, you can see a little bit more why they wanted to bring in Porzingis to uh, to help the future out and, and definitely to try and get. Um, be able to resign, but but then the last one I want to go over uh, obviously has to do with our Toronto Raptors. Yeah, so, trade is between the Raps and the Spurs. So the trade was uh, Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and a 2022 second round pick, which is the Pistons uh, pick, and going to San Antonio, Goran Dragic a future first round pick that is protected in 2022, 2023, and then converts to a second round pick. Two seconds. Uh, or sorry, two second round picks. Yep. Uh, which basically it should challenge. Yeah. So if basically the way that works out is if, if the wraps uh, finish in the top 14 this year, top 13 next year, then they don't, they don't get those picks. San Antonio don't get the picks. They have to finish outside those. Uh, which they probably will like in terms of draft order you're talking draft order yes yeah. sorry, draft order uh and then so if they don't over the next two years then in 2024 and probably 2025 i would think yeah. uh san antonio would get the wraps two second round picks essentially even if it even if these pick swaps here even if it ends up being next year uh that that uh san antonio gets the pick they're basically only swapping 10 spots ish 10 to 15 spots from where we project the wraps to finish compared to where san antonio is going to finish and the swaps it, it really is only 10 picks it's you know top or bottom end first round top end second round isn't a whole lot of difference from a player uh capability standpoint well so i'm not going to challenge again but you said san antonio you mean the pistons it's the pistons pick which Sorry, is yes, right at the yes. top of the second round yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're saying the Pistons pick, which is going to be very high, yeah, a very high second round pick, versus the Raptors pick, which is going to be I don't know, low twenties ish, probably. Yeah. Like so, basically, right now, if they if the season was finished right now, 
they would give up like the 20th, 22nd pick, something like that. And they would get the 30 or 31st pick uh, or 32nd, something like that. So it's very close. Yeah. So really the, the pick swap is no, it's no big D. Yeah. Like re- yeah, I agree. Like realistically the player you're going to get at call it 22 versus 32. It's a, it's a, it's a gamble either way. And I don't think there's much difference between, between those picks. Yeah, at that point, it's almost all those needs, right? Yeah. Unless you fall in love with a player at that mm-hmm. top end of the first and beginning of the second. Like it's, it's, it's just, well, you're going to get draft someone to back up, right? Yeah. To the, back up a position that might be leaving soon or, or that is really weak. Right. But the pick value is going to be very similar in terms of. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, which basically means that the trade was young and Eubanks for useless Goran Drogic. <laughs> we so, never wanted to be here anyway. Exactly. So, you know, with Goran, like he played five games for the rap, he averaged eight points. And, you know, the raps essentially got something for nothing here. He, he didn't want to play for the Raptors and wouldn't even fucking dress. Like he came up with, I have to assume that this was just an excuse and there was no actual mental health issues or anything because he said he just wasn't ready to play. He wasn't there to play, you know, wasn't, I'm assuming mentally, he just wasn't ready. Um, And to get something for nothing is great. You know, and even, even the Spurs don't want this guy. They will reportedly be buying him out and he'll (laughs) become a free agent. Now there's talk that he'll go, uh, to Dallas because he and Doncic are both Slovenian and they have, you know, that camaraderie and so on and so forth. I don't give a fuck. Get him out of the Raptor system. I am so happy that they got rid of this guy. Something for nothing is better than nothing for nothing. So, <laughs> plus those that salary is gone too. Right, and yeah, we did save some some cash as well. So, um, so Thaddeus Young, he's a vet. His defensive versatility should fit in very well uh, with the Raps' uh, aggressive defensive scheme. Uh, Young was one of the best players last season in Chicago, over 68 games, which he had 23 starts with the Bulls. He averaged 12 points, six rebounds, about a steal per game to go along with a career best four assists. Now he's not going to be a starter for the Raps. Let's let's be clear about that. We've we pretty much have our top five. He's going to come off the bench, but that's exactly what he did in Chicago. I mean, he did that in San Antonio as well, but they didn't use him very much because they were looking to rebuild and they wanted to see what they had in all the young guys. Tanking games. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I don't mind this pickup as a little bit more of a, you know, defensive versatility, d- defensive type guy and a little bit more, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just meh. <laughs> well, he's, he's going to be kind of meh, but, but I think he's going to help depth, uh, just some depth. depth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now the only thing here is that he's potentially a 30 game rental player or so as he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Uh, that being said, I did read an article that said that he was uh, not surprised, but almost thankful that somebody was out there looking for him and was trying to get him as opposed to just being part of a trade. You know, he was the trade, you know, he's the reason that they made this trade. So uh, he seemed to be pretty happy with that. And the Raps have already waived Drew Eubanks because he doesn't fit the scheme. So I like this move. It's nothing crazy. What do you guys think about it? Yeah. Meh. Meh. That's what I think about it. 
I, yeah, I think it's it's a low risk move. Uh, you get, like you said, thirty games of Thad Young. You paid a little bit of draft capital for him. That's probably ends up being worth pretty much nothing. And it's a tryout for him to see if if he fits. Uh, yeah, <laughs> see if he fits in well in in the in the Nick Nurse system. Uh, we know that um, a Nick Nurse championship team is built around defense. Uh, so if he fits in, great. Yeah, they retain his bird rights out of this deal. Uh, so they might be able to sign him for a couple of years if he fits the scheme. And I think it makes sense with uh, very low risk. And we get rid of Dragic, who nobody fucking liked. Yeah. I like it. So when I first saw this, I was pissed. I was like, what the fuck? A first and a second for this old motherfucker? <laughs> but then I saw, like, yeah, we're getting Pistons, and so like, we're definitely getting it close. Like the, the the draft capital we're giving up is not much. And then I didn't really know a lot about that. Right up on him, great for defense, and I was pretty happy with it as soon as I saw Dragic or Goron. Like I'm fine with that. And I think this trade is pretty good, but nothing to shoot us up the standings more or less. And the way our our starting five and even Boucher is playing, Boucher. awesome. Like I, I like I like him. So he might not, he's probably not even going to be the sixth man off the bench, but he'll he'll be there. He'll he'll be there for the defensive presence and everything. He'll so be pretty good. I'm 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 fine with it now after I read everything because I just saw a second and and a first. And I was like, Whoa. I don't think. I think that was a swing and a miss. But now that I understand everything, it it seems like it was a good play for the Raptors. I threw myself into a meh on that one. <laughs> so You're not wrong, Kev. You're not wrong. This yeah. is uh, not a huge needle changer, this one. Yeah, I mean, especially uh, since all year we've been saying we need a big man, we need a big man, and the Raps kind of doubled down on a small lineup here. Like, I mean – He's six eight, but he's, so he's not like he's small. And we have like I think this is he's like our fourth, fourth or fifth player that's six eight, but he's not a traditional big man, which you know we we all have thought that we needed. Um, but hey, they've been flourishing going with a smaller lineup without that traditional big, and it's working out. So keep yeah. keep on keeping on, Nick. And I, I I've been saying this. I've been singing this song for a while, but this this is not the Raptors' year anyway. We they're not winning the championship this year. I mean, they just got Thaddeus Young, bud. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm just get on board. <laughs> <laughs> it's depth. <laughs> yeah. So I assume they're going to intend to address the center position in the off season, and uh, maybe start trying to contend in a serious way starting next year. Um, so I, I don't mind not. I'm glad they didn't spend a lot of futures to try and get a big man now because this is not the year. I mean, it could be. It's not. I mean, they're playing pretty well. They're knocking off a bunch of t- high-end opponents. Yeah, but it's not. Well, they lost <laughs> last night, and it was because of the big man. Yeah, but wasn't it? Was it not a putback or was it a, no? It was a block. Sorry, it was, it was a, block. a big it was a block. block. Right? Yeah. It was a he huge block. Two, two free throws, which he was perfect at that point, and then OG got fucking stuffed. 
Yeah, Fred missed a shot. No G got stuffed on the on the rebounds. Back yeah, there. but I mean, there's no. I mean, who's to say that a big man would have made the dunk there, or you know what I mean, like or the shot, whatever. Like, it's that's more. Would have been the, taller. <laughs> would he have been? Like it's simple than, math, Josh. It's like, simple math. I don't know, <laughs> like, the the when I was watching it, the best guy on him, like OG did okay on him, but like Scotty Barnes was like the guy that did pretty good on him for the most part. And, but he was just moving guys, like he would just like, like walk backwards and then just do a little stupid hook shot, and and he, we couldn't stop him. So I think we do need a big man, but I do like the the little lineup right now. It's just it's just when we go up against bigger guys or like a, a superstar big guy, which we got Joel and Bead, right? So we got to work through the East there against him. And now we got Harden, so that'd be a tough team to beat. Sure. All right, guys, we've rambled on long enough about uh, the trade deadline here. We got to keep moving. Kevin, I'm going to run over to you here. You got to, uh, you want to tell us something about some women's Olympic hockey? Yes, sir. So, getting into our women's Olympic hockey, um, their game against the um, ROC was delayed by at least an hour in regards to um, testing of the um, ROC in regards to positive tests. Um, Natalie Spooner goes on to say our coaches and medical staff are not going to put us in a situation where we don't feel safe. So that's one of the reasons why they're just waiting upon um, the tests to come back from the ROC if they were positive nor negative. Um, the Olympic uh, right now, the Chinese capital of Beijing is taking place of a COVID secured uh, closed loop. Uh, the bubble, um, everyone must wear a mask except usually when they're doing their competitions. Um, the uh, ROC, Ship uh, Nova, who is also... Um, has played, uh, sorry, Shibanova, who plays on the ROC, should hope she would never have to play with a mask on again. It's because it was, she said, it was hard for her to breathe. Oh, um, now, the Russian players took their masks off during the third period. Spooner also goes on to say, we figured that uh, we had our masks, so why not wear them for the last period? Now, Canada does go on to win that game 6-1. to one. Uh, Team Canada has been seriously has been seriously challenged in Beijing, winning in uh, all three games uh, with a combined uh, of 29 goals, and they've only let in three. Now, my question to you guys You're is: saying They haven't been challenged, right? No, yeah. there's 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 no challenge to these ladies. The only challenge they have is USA. I mean, that's that's what the finals are always will be: Canada, USA, and the the in the, in the Olympics. So again, guys, my question to you is: uh, even if with no positive results, the ROC should they have uh, taken off their masks, or do you think they should have kept on playing with them? Well, my understanding is that they did have a positive result at the maybe not late, uh, at the end of that game, but even a, a couple of days later, there was a positive result uh, on the ROC ladies hockey team. So, and because they there was like three or four players prior to uh prior to the olympics that had tested positive um i 100 think they, they, there was an agreement made canada said we'll play if you guys wear masks and russia said or sorry iraq roc said 
okay, we'll wear masks if you guys wear masks. So they said, okay, let's all wear masks. And then they take them off in the third period, which makes no sense to me. Like, wear the masks. And then the other issue here is why was why were the results not released right away? To me, there is some shady shit going on and it's Russia or rock, whatever you want to say. shady stuff going on with Russia. <laughs> so, exactly. So, so that's where I, for me, no, the ROC, not Russia. Yeah. They're not <laughs> Russia. <laughs> so Same I, thing. I agree with, uh, with the Canadians on wearing the mask. Like they should continue to wear the mask just in case, because it is, you know, the, the rock and their, there, uh, you know, we've we've seen lots of issues between doping and and these COVID issues here. Um, so I definitely think that they should have kept their masks on. I don't believe that Russia or Rock should have been able to take theirs off. I think they should have had to keep them on as well um, for safety's sake. They made a deal, and to me, I mean, maybe there was somebody that came over in the second intermission and said, "Yo, we don't, you know, it's fine. We're we're clear. We don't have any." positive so we're going to take our masks off yeah, but that was exactly it i think that's if, the only reasons why they did it but if i was team canada i would have said too fucking bad we made a deal you're wearing your mask throughout the whole thing like you, you gotta you have to be careful what happens you know what if after the game natalie spooner and uh you know marie philippe poulin you know tested positive that's a huge part of your canadian team obviously they're probably going to be okay based on the level of competition that they have to face they probably still get some dubs, but those are like Natalie Spooner is the best female hockey player in the world. In my opinion, right now, like she look at the fucking scoring stats. She's dominating everybody, you know, in, in just this Olympics here. So if, if she were to get knocked out, like I said, there's definitely lots of Canadians that will pick up the slack, especially against a weaker competition across the board, but you can't have your best players being knocked out because of COVID because of potentially, ROC being dumb and say, oh, hey, we we don't have any COVID uh, positives. Wink, wink. Like, you know, I don't know. It just for me, I, I would have preferred if uh, if ROC would have kept their masks on. And um, even in a in couple future, uh, a future game, uh, the Finland team, they decided that they were going to wear masks against ROC. Why wouldn't and, you? Right. So it's just it's just too sketchy. And I, I, I really wish Canada said, fuck you. ROC, you're wearing it in the third period, or we're not finishing this game. Of course, then do you do you run the risk of taking a forfeit? You don't you want to do that. Forfeit, bro, so, but but I mean, it was an agreement between the two teams at the beginning of the game to both wear masks. So I don't know. Right, that's my uh, that's my opinion on it. I, I think they should have had to wear them all the way through. Yeah, I don't know if it's a result of them getting the results uh, after the second, and that's why they. Uh, felt they were okay to take off the masks if they came back negative. And um, like I don't know the score going into the third period. Do we know what the score was going into the third? No, not that I know of. It was the third. Okay, I just know but, the final. But the game ended 6-1, so I assume Canada was up decent at the end of the second. So my my guess is that it was along the lines of Russia said, okay, we got our ROC said, we got our results. It's all good. We're negative. We're going to take off our masks. And Canada said, okay, fine. And they went to the team and said, they're negative. We're going to take off our masks. And they said, I don't know. We're already up 5-1 or whatever it is. Let's just keep them on. We're playing fine. 
I mean, it was a total flex, I think, for Canada. Just, like, if they got that negative, they're just like, yeah, we're, we're fine with the mask. Like, they, they were saying that they couldn't breathe. Canada was doing fine with the mask. It's curious to see if they scored in the third. Yeah. <laughs> it was 4-1 heading into the third. Yeah. Were they so empty they, netters? I, the third? Probably not. Anyways, but, like, it's still, like, it's... <laughs> no, they were, on, they were on the power play both of them in the third. So, not not likely empty netters or so, you know. so yeah the roc was they needed any advantage at this point yeah they needed to breathe bro so they take their masks off yeah the, ro- the roids weren't reaching through <laughs> <laughs> well all i know is that when the fucking convoy truckers come and say that they can't breathe going into a shop for their groceries because they're wearing a mask i mean point to the fantastic ladies who played a full length olympic level hockey game of masks on I mean, it's you already can, been proven. Like you can breathe through a mask. That's right. Like <laughs> some guy ran a marathon with a double mask, and like he was fit for sure. But it it, it doesn't affect you that as much as everyone's saying. So as of right now, guys, I believe we are at fourteen medals in total in regards to Canada: one gold, four silver, nine bronze. Now, my other question for you guys is: where do you think our our um our your guess is in regards to our Canadian medals. I, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to leave it at 26. Hopefully we can do a little bit more, but that's where I'm, I'm sticking with regards to our, our medal. I think you're a bit on the high end, Kev. Uh, I think you're a bit optimistic. And I hope we're not doing prices right rules, because if we are, then I'm going <laughs> to... That's the reason why it. I picked mine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so I went a little lower at 23. Oh, when, right. when, when you see Jesse's pick, you'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I picked 24 just, just because of the price is right schools. And it's typical how most of the time it goes, so that, that's what I did there. Well, uh, fuck you. <laughs> exactly. That's the usual response when you're the last one to pick. Yep. <laughs> I'm going with 21. It's just uh, or just a random guess. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I just, I, I just don't feel that the Canadians have been doing as well as they probably should be, or or as well as we think they have done uh, in past Olympics and whatnot. So basically, I mean, you don't believe in your country, is what you're saying. I believe. I just believe they're going to get 21 medals and not 26 or 23 or 24. <laughs> So basically, as long as they get 21 or 22, I'm the fucking winner. <laughs> Price is right, baby. Price is uh, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, This has been a crazy limit because it's been marred by all kinds of controversy. And a lot of it stems from the Chinese athletes getting a, the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you know, there's, there's some sort of things here, here and there. And then it seems like the Chinese athlete moves up a bump. So maybe they get to that third spot or what have you after uh, some DQs and whatever. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was a Chinese athlete in speed skating who like threw or pushed a uh, track marker up into the, the Canadian skater. So there was five skaters, three of them were Canadian, one Chinese and one uh, random country. I'm not sure. And to me, it looked like the Chinese skater pushed this marker up. Like if you hit it, if you're, if you put your hand down when you're going around a corner of speed skating, 
you know, yeah, you might hit that marker, but it's not going to jet forward. You're just going to keep pushing it, right? Because it's going to get caught in your hand and it's just going to be pushed. But it like it fired forward, which means she pushed it forward. It got into the skates of the of the skater in front of her. That play, uh, that skater ended up being okay. And then it was the the Chinese and the third Canadian, which was I guess they would have been in third fourth position, and they got tangled up and both went down. Turns out that they ended up allowing the uh, Canadian skater to finish third in that heat. But but again, it's these controversies that seem to be all revolving or a lot of them around China. And then of course with doping scandals, Russia, So it just seems to me, and I know that there's controversy every Olympics, but it seems to me already throughout the first week, there's been more controversy than there has been in the past. And again, it's all about China and Russia. So it's what's going on here. Did the Chinese government say, Hey, China, IOC, you know, we need you to, we want to win. We want to win this Olympics. So do whatever you got to do to get oh, us yeah. medals. You we're, know? On, we're on home turf. We got to exactly. win as many as we can. Exactly. Can cheat, steal, lie, whatever you can do to win more medals. Make it happen. I mean, the Olympics have been a little bit corrupt for the last, for a while. And Hence the ROC, bro. You're right. Exactly. So it's, <laughs> it, it's lost. Olympics to me has lost its shot. It, yeah, I, I've been, it doesn't mean I, as much to me anymore because this year's how, definitely been home home for me. Definitely. Even last yeah. year, I was just like, oh, like there's so much, it's so corrupt. And I just don't, I like, I like to watch because it's sports. Yeah, but it wasn't last year. Just kidding. Last Olympics. It was last year. Oh, you mean the summers? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should have challenged him there, Jess, on the rebuttal. <laughs> but i think we should actually be carrying on here guys and we're going to get into our mvp in a moment so our mvp here uh is sam Ryder. uh he uh aced a on the 16th hole of the phoenix uh wm tournament Waste management. <laughs> it's the 16th. Uh, well, he's actually the 10th person to do so. Now, the the crowd, honestly, man, I was watching this live. The crowd went nuts. Like, this is the only tournament, guys, where there is no basically silence, you know, like, shut the fuck up. They're about to tee off. The, the, this 16th is all about the hoorah-rah. I mean, these people are rowdy. These people are drunk. These people are excited. And when he made that hole in one, O M G, right, Pedro? Right. LOL. <laughs> they went crazy. <laughs> I mean, they, to the point where there's water bottles and beer being shooken into the crowd and then now dumped onto the, the field of play. It was like something, it was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But, I mean, I understand the excitement, but why are you throwing everything onto the fucking fairways and green and everything else? But in all in all, guys, unbelievable on how regards to the crowd reacted. How did you guys think that this crowd, I mean, was it over? Or was it something that should have been celebrated because it's this 16th hole on this tour? I love it. They call it the biggest party in golf, the 16th hole at Scottsdale. And um, I wish I was part of that crowd. 
because that looked like it would have been a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, and I, I don't mind. Like most of golf is is fairly tame. It's fairly you know quiet. Please, quiet. Please, taking a shot. Okay, happy days. You know when you come to sixteen that you're gonna you're gonna have a loud crowd. So to to ace that hole and to have the crowd go nuts, I, it was probably the best golf moment of his career. Yeah, no, he's on his first. He was his very first on this career. I mean, the first first time to ever do it. But I mean, they're, they're, it's the best moment. Yeah, oh by far. This is like the first time doing this. I mean, Tiger Woods done it. I believe the last person that uh, did it was in 2017. Can't remember his name, but wow. Yeah, great team. It was awesome watching all that beer being sprayed across the fans. That was wicked. <laughs> Everyone's just like, get rid of your beer so we get a new, new one, fresh one. <laughs> okay, just because I'm a fucking dick, I'm going to challenge you. You said 2017? Yes, 2000. Was a lot, was no, the, sorry, was sorry. Was it 2015? Yes, I did say 2017, but I believe it's 2015. Oh, no, fuck. He's changing his story now. Okay, Hang well. Hang on. Let I was going to say, you got to let Yosh guess the actual date. Too. Right. Like, I was, I was <laughs> too late now. I guess I can't fucking challenge. Let me just take a look. You were fucking look. wrong, you asshole. Was, and I was, was going to challenge your yeah, ass. No, it was but... 2015. This was the last time it was done. I just... But yeah, <sighs> I mean, 2015, it's still quite the accomplishment, man. I mean, hitting any hole in one is quite the accomplishment. For sure it is. I, I do it. yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so this is the only hole to my knowledge that has grandstand around the entire thing. And that's why it was so fucking intense to me when I started. So I was like, Kevin, you sent us a link just to check this out and you know, okay, great. He hit the hole in one and that's obviously huge, but it was the crowd's reaction. And to me, it looked like it was a fucking soccer stadium <laughs> that they just scored in, you know, the, the last goal of penalties or something. They just went fucking nuts. That's what it reminded me of. And I was watching like, this is fucking insane. I'm like, rewind, like watch it again. And you're like, oh, every, and it's not like it was like one guy with the beer and then everybody fucking went with the beer. It was, it was everybody at once. It instantaneous. Was just like, Holy fuck. They just shit hit the fan and it was just beer everywhere. Beer cans on the fucking course just insane you know i i think golf the pga needs more of this they need more exciting sure it's exciting when you make that 50 foot, foot putt for for par or for eagle or whatever it may be that's obviously awesome you get the fist pumps from the from the golfers you know tiger is always one of those guys that gives you the big fist pumps when he uh when he does something major on, on the on the course especially putting um but just for the reaction here and golf needs more excitement like this if, if the golf had had more excitement like this, you would gain viewers, no question about it. And you can use the Happy Gilmore movie as an example, and maybe it's a little uh, excessive with Happy Gilmore, but, you know, Happy's like, what are you guys so quiet for? Like, fuck, bring it up. Let's go. Let's hear some noise, right? And nope. maybe they don't need that portion because it is hard to golf when you have a lot of noise going on in the background. But once the shot is taken, I ex I want everybody to erupt. It was a great shot. Sure, it might be a standard drive when you're at the tee block. Oh, yeah, he hit it 350 yards, just like the last guy did, whatever. But get excited about things, you know? And, like, let's get fucking – let's get people out there with fucking beer helmets on, you know, with fucking cans of beer. And, like, let's make golf a little bit more exciting for the fans. And, and uh, you know, like, I would go to a golf uh, – 
uh, match. Like I would go to a, you know, the week, maybe not do the whole weekend, but I'd go to a, a, a game or, or a day and, and check things out. But I would definitely make sure I went if that more were like the TPC at Scottsdale here where they, they fucking go insane. I think they should have one hole that is like this at, at every course. I mean, well, I mean, you obviously get the ninth and the 18th are all are obviously at the clubhouse. So there's obviously lots of fans there, but it's not like Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah. yeah. No, it was phenomenal. I think that was friggin' fantastic. It gave me goosebumps. I was laughing. I got, I was like, you, you, Yosh. I rewinded and watched and watched. It was like, I actually called my wife over and said, you got to check this out. And, you know, it, it was something that, that I think everybody should be part of. Like, like, like I would love to have been, been there. I'd been two fist in my beers or whatever. I wouldn't give a shit. Especially it, it, if fucking riders got to buy your refills, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was something. It was something. So for you, Mr. Ryder, Sam, kudos for being our MVP. Cheers, Cheers bros. Shake your beers. Ah! <laughs> That would have been something. I think everyone, I think all our wives would have been pissed off if we had did that. <laughs> Mine wouldn't. I'd be the one to have to clean it up. So she wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so like, Jesse, you idiot, what are you doing spilling your beer like that? <laughs> Jesse, I see you got some <laughs> topics here in regards to our uh, NFL. Yeah, so the NFL honors were on Thursday night compared to Saturday night, which they usually do. So we're going to go over a couple of them. Uh, MVP. Rogers got it. Boo! I agree with that, boo. <laughs> <laughs> he got 39 votes. Tom Brady got 10. Also, my boo. Boy. And my boy, Cup, got one. Also, boo. No, Cup's MVP, bro. This so, year, Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So Rogers now is four. He's one away from tying Manning with five. And he looks like he might be coming back to Green Bay uh, next year. So Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't think so. I mean, I I hope he doesn't. I, I'd be fine with him going to the AFC. NFC. NFC. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so, again, my boy, Cooper Cup, got Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. He got 35 of the votes. Taylor got 10. Tom Brady got three. And Rodgers got two. And then the obvious candidate for the defensive player of the year was what? Should have been back-to-back, DPO-wise, for what? Right. Uh, not a chance. <laughs> uh, Micah Parsons got five, and the AD did get a couple. Garbage AD got three. Yep, I, I see what you got going on there. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're to love him today, buddy. He's going to run. Fantasy's over, bud. I don't need to love him anymore. So. It doesn't matter. Oh. It's, it's going to happen. He's been nope, dominating that, the playoffs. That shady Bengals offensive line is going to stuff him today. <laughs> I, I want you to take the <laughs> under on 80 and not get a sack. <laughs> I can also tell you guys this. I am not going to make any fucking points in regards to being on this show because I've lost too Bullshit. Many. I've lost too Bullshit. Many. You will get so drunk by halftime you'll be making bets for points. No question about it. <laughs> I need them, but I mean, as you say, Pedro, just stop doing them. Just stop doing them. Just stop. <laughs> stop digging your hole deeper. <laughs> I mean, Kev, you almost got it two weeks ago. You didn't. 
the yeah, defensive back, the defensive <laughs> back. If he would have had that one, like you know, just that extra little stoppage, he probably would have had that interception and would have yeah. given me my fucking. Oh, and the Rams wouldn't be in the fucking Super Bowl either. Yeah, there's nine yeah. minutes left. Nine yeah. minutes left. On no, the they wouldn't be in it, man. That would have been a game changer. You don't well, know. If it isn't, but the Rams are there. Nuts, yeah. But they're not. Uh, so we got rookie of the year offensive was Jamar Chase. Yeah. Not really a surprise there with 42. And Mac Jones got five. Creed Humphrey got two. And Rashad Slater got one. Uh, defensive player of the year was Micah Parsons, who rookie. got unanimous. Sorry, yeah, rookie of the year. Yeah. All right. Defensive player was TJ. Uh, yeah. So unanimous 50 votes there. Good for him. Obvious candidate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, comeback player of the year. This was the closest one, boys. Uh, Joe Burrow versus Dak. Joe Burrow got 28. Dak got 21. And Derwin James got one. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out who, if that, if everyone agrees with that. Coach of the year was Peter's boy, Mike Vrabel. Yeah! 36. Matt LaFleur had eight. Rich Passaccia got three. Zach Taylor got two. And Bill got one. Probably from Bill himself. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that one. Uh, that, that, that's goofy. So the moment of the year was Jason Tucker's 66-yard field goal to defeat the Lions in overtime. Or not. Yeah, it was overtime. Was so it? it was before? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't before. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Almost got me. Uh and uh, that one was tricky because the call the play clock was down the play before to zero. Rest didn't call it. So it might not have ever happened. And then the Walton Payton, Walton Payton man of the year was Andrew Whitworth with the Rams. So he gets that little now decal on his jersey. Yep. The that guy looks, looks like, like Darth, Darth Vader. That's yeah. right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 100%. So do you guys uh, think there are any snubs here? Or do you think that uh, some of the voting was kind of goofy? Anything like that? I've got one sort of snub. Um, I don't know how Nick Bosa didn't get any comeback player of the year votes. After the year he put up, after coming off, I think he came off ACL surgery, I think. Something like that. It was something bad. It was a season ending last year. So I don't remember, but yeah, I didn't even think about him. But yeah, he had a monster year. And him not getting one, you knew it was going to be between the two quarterbacks. I thought. Yeah, not that he, not that he should have won, but not to get any votes. I don't know. That's that's a bit of a snub in my mind. But that's it. So how did how did Dak get that many votes? Like, was it not the previous year that he came back? Did he not win last year? Comeback Player of the Year? No. Last year was one of the compound forever. Yeah, well, last year was. Okay. Yeah, man, I love that. I, I rewinded that like a mofo. When so I last, so last, season, so okay. Because I was wondering, like, how? Because I, I thought it was the previous season, so that it makes feels more like sense. That. So yeah, it, it makes more sense than that he got that many votes. But for Joe to push his team into the Super Bowl here, it, it that makes more even more sense uh, for him to get those extra votes there. So. He had an ACL tear. Yeah. Um, the coach of the year, I have. Zero problem with that. As I yeah. mentioned to Pete while we were uh, in our MVP break, it makes sense because he has uh, 
you know, he only had two players on his team that were any good, AJ Brown and uh and Derrick Henry. The rest of the team Ooh, is fucking... that defensive line was pretty good. <laughs> you got me deep, I'm Josh. Just, you I'm just chirping Pete here, bro. So, <laughs> so it makes sense that uh, and I like Rabel. He's he's uh, he's a good coach for sure. Um the Bill Belichick thing I don't understand. Like yeah, that's the one I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, yeah. Like you said though, you're he probably voted for himself. That's why. Yeah, like I would put fucking I would give one vote to Flores for going with that seven game fucking win streak after after losing seven straight. That's where I would go with that one extra vote. But I I you know we're we're not privileged, although we're in the media now, we're not privileged enough to get a vote. So. We don't have insiders. Yeah, yeah. we might need yeah. to get badges one day. One day. Ooh. Maybe, maybe Ooh. one day. <laughs> Um, the rest of them, Micah Parsons makes sense. Jamar makes sense. TJ Watt should be back to back, but that makes sense. Uh, Cooper cup. That might be the only other one is offensive player of the year. Obviously the triple crown is massive and he, he deserves to be the offensive player of the year. Uh, another guy would be Jonathan Taylor though. And he only got 10 votes and I, that's a little low to me, but being that the rest of them went to Cooper, it kind of makes sense. Um, so like he, he pretty much had like just as good as a season as uh, Jerry Rice did in 95, even with, if you do like the 16 game schedule mm-hmm. now he's been dominating the playoffs. He's getting, he's crushing the postseason and, and season receiving yards. Uh, you could, there's definitely an argument that Jonathan Taylor kind of got ripped off, but like this is typically a running back quarterback award, only three, wide receivers that have ever gotten the offensive player of the year. And with what the numbers that he put up, I, I don't see why you don't give it to him, especially with the triple crown. And like I said, pause. If you include the seven or the 17 game schedule, it's probably the best uh, uh, regular season wide receiving season. So I think that's why he got it. Jesse said third ever. So is he the third or is he the fourth guy to win? He's the third. He's uh, the third. So who are the other two? So Rice yeah. got two what got it twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Thomas Thomas got it a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And that was I, when he huh. set the record for the the receiving yards. I didn't realize that it was that skewed to oh, yeah. QBRB uh, yeah. for that. That's that's pretty crazy. So yeah, so it, it and like I said, it's just because the dominant season that he had. Oh, he had a great season for sure. So, He's not gonna have a great game today, but He's uh, he had a great who's season. gonna stop him? <laughs> <laughs> you like, tell me, I'm fine with it. I just want to hear who you think is gonna stop him. I'm a Bengals man. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> so I already told you a lot the other week. I'm not a Bengals fan, I'm just wearing the hat. He, he's <laughs> gonna stop himself, Jesse. It's all in his head. He's gonna yeah. drop the ball, he's gonna Did, fumble he the had ball. A good drop last week. Fumble, fumble liar, fumble, fumble rooski. All right, so MVP. I don't know. Like, I don't like Rodgers. Did any of us pick Rodgers? We did a oh, yeah, MVP. Think, I no, I, I took Murray. I had Brady. I don't even remember who I had. I might you have taken Herbert. Ta- did I take Herbert? And then I had Stafford. And and I think, uh, especially with... So we were wrong. Of course <laughs> you had Stafford. <laughs> Brady definitely, I think, got robbed here. I think he should have gotten... Like, I get that he was one Fuck that the, the best uh, touchdown ratios ever, um, but the guy was knocked out in the first round. I know postseason doesn't count, but mm. it doesn't. Also, but it does. Not in this case. <laughs> but Brady had the most touchdowns and the most passing yards in the league, 
He just threw too many picks. So that was pretty much the only reason he didn't get it. Fair enough. Didn't AA run only have four? Yeah. So he, he, his touchdown ratio was ridiculous. And that's what gets him that uh, MVP. Walter, Walter Payton, man of the year, too. That's a tough one for us to uh, to rebut rebuttal because we don't know what these guys have actually done within their communities it, or whatever. It's, it's, but from what I understand, this is the most prized uh, honor that you can get. Even I mean, obviously, MVP is huge, but these guys, you know, there are many, many players that strive to get this. Yeah, man, now, man I, of the year I, I would award. want that on my fucking jersey. That's for sure. For sure. I remember I would, when uh, I would rather be an MVP, just me. Yeah, that's because you're all about you and not about your community. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Could be, could be. <laughs> I, I remember when Peanut Tillman won this uh, a bunch of years ago, and you know, obviously, it was a great thing as a Bears fan to see to see your boy finally, your A player finally win something. But uh, but like I said, it's a, it's a huge, huge honor to be named the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And uh, so, you know, congrats to Andrew Whitworth. And what's funny about uh, Whitworth and Joe Burrow is they're like besties. So these guys, uh, Burrow was, was rehabbing his ACL in L.A. Obviously, Whitworth is in L.A. He was rehabbing something as well. And they decided to work, to, you know, they talk to each other, decided to work together, so on and so forth. Uh, apparently, Burrow was at Whitworth House for his birthday uh, for Whitworth's birthday, he was at Whitworth's house for his own birthday. So these guys are like, you know, BFFs on different teams type thing, and uh, and the, the age difference is ridiculous. It's like it's like Kevin it's and fucking Jesse here, like a ridiculous <laughs> fucking <laughs> age difference. But <laughs> I think I got uh, you all by at least a good nine ten years. You got us all, yeah, for sure. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, not nine ten. Holy fuck! How old are you? Fifty? Close. Oh, okay. um anyway i I really i I don't know what whitworth did here i didn't look into what he did for the community and whatnot but uh, you got to assume that it was it was awesome and and for me i think this is the most prestigious award you can win on the uh, nfl honors i agree with you yosh for sure i still rather be mvp shut up what the fuck All right, Pete, since everyone's hating on you, why don't you tell someone we're else hating on? Uh, let's oh. talk about the, a more appropriate direction for some hate. We're talking Brad Marchand. What a dickhead. Boo! <laughs> uh, so he has been suspended for six games for punching Chris and Jerry in the head. And then after being restrained by a official, uh, getting his stick right up in the face of Jerry afterwards. Uh, so this comes after a point in the same game uh, in the pregame where Jerry tried to uh, take a puck and flip it to a, uh, uh, what do I assume is a Penguins fan in the stands, even though it's in Boston. And as he was in the act of trying to flip How can you the tell? Puck, They're all yellow, blue, or yellow, black, and white. How yellow, can you tell? Yeah, How can yeah, you yeah, tell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it was a Boston yeah. fan. <laughs> but anyway, he was trying to make somebody's night, giving them a puck, and Brad said, no, that's not happening in my house. He smacked the puck right off his stick, caught it out of the air, and threw it away. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. Fucking douche. Uh, so he is suspended six games for his latest uh, idiocy. It's been two months since his last 
suspension, which was for slew putting on Oliver Ekman Larson. Which is probably not his first time ever doing so. No, it is not. Uh, so he's quoted as saying, of course it was stupid. I'm not denying that. I absolutely should not have done it. But suspension worthy? I don't think so. These were plays were not going to injure Jerry. No potential injury on that play. He was very well protected. The fact that it's six games is based on history, not the play. Hey, there's a problem right there, is that he even knows that it's based on history. So maybe get your shit together, you fucking goof. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, Josh. I know you have. I don't know about uh, the other boys. Do you think six is the right amount of games? Because when I was uh, strolling through the back alleys of the internet reading about this, it seems like everyone is either pro Marshawn here, like you shouldn't have got any suspension at all, maybe a game. And everyone else is like, six games is not nearly enough. This guy's a fucking goof. You got to you gotta punish him for once. It should have been like 15. So where do, you, where do you guys land? No, I think that he got more than what he should have. I mean, I think what happened in this situation is when he stopped that, you know, jury to throw the puck into the stand. When he stopped him, Jerry chirped him the whole entire game. Anytime he was in the earshot to Marshawn, he said something to him. Yeah. I'd be doing and the same thing. Fucking right. I would be doing the same thing too, dude. I mean, for sure. If it was a Penguin fan. I mean, I don't give a shit if it's a kid. It's, you're definitely tossing this puck to a kid. You're not tossing it to us. You know, I don't give a fuck if I'm holding on to a sign and saying this is my first game in 38 years. You know, I'm not going to get that puck. It's going to go check, to a kid. Check that in March. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, for him to stop that dickhead, and Jari had every right to sit there and chirp him the whole entire game. And I guess yeah. he, he could have said something to Marchant, you know, hit his button, where he gave him a little, like, like he had both hands on a stick and then just went like this to him. It wasn't like an uppercut. It wasn't like a full head, like, punch. I mean, Jari did kind of sell it a bit like a fucking soccer player. But, I mean. No, it, I, I disagree. He no. right I mean, he, he did, but he did give him a pop, but Jerry did have a little bit of a response to the fucking hit, I think. Yeah, he just got punched in the side of the head without Whatever. knowing it was coming. For, for me to draw a penalty, I would do the same thing. I mean, like, but the stick underneath the, the chin, I think that's what did it. That was the big thing the, for me. For the six. But I say he would have got I, – I would have given him four. I would not have given him the whole six. I mean, four is where what I said when I saw six. I was like, wow. But, again, you're, you're a dummy that keeps on doing stupid shit. And if you're going to keep on being a repetitive defender or you're repetitive doing so, then, yeah, man, six is what you got. Okay, so Jason Spezza got six games initially for his little knee there on uh, whoever the fuck it was. And we know that Jason Spezza is, is not Pionk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we know that Spezza is not, not this type of guy, right? That goes out to try right. and uh, intentionally hurt somebody. He initially got six and got a will down to four games. So using that as, as a benchmark. You, so Kev, you think that this is less yeah, no, that would intrusive than, than yeah. that? I would give him four games. Like, I agree that maybe the Spetz's uh, knee was maybe more, uh, you know, Is meant they? to, yeah, meant to, to hurt him more. But based on the history, and even as Marchand says, it's based on my history. If he would have, he's got his stick blade up in up in the goalie's face there. What happens if that fucking stick just happens to get, and we I know damn well that that stick can go right in the eye, the eye socket of those masks. 
a puck can barely fit through. Like it, it, it can't, but only by this much, but a stick probably could. And I, I'm pretty sure I've seen one get caught in there. Uh, imagine if that stick went right through there and poked his fucking eyeball out. Like this is a dangerous fucking play. And I realized that he was being carted off by, by the refs and whatnot. And he's just doing this just to be this little bit of more of a douchebag that he is. But as he said, he, it's stupid. He has got to give his fucking head a shake, man. Like if you injure a player after the fact, if it's in, in the game, you know, even if you charge somebody or, or you give, you know, you're boarding somebody and you hurt them, that is a whole lot different than after the whistle. And then you go and poke a guy's eye out to me, that is inexcusable during the game is one thing, but after the whistle, you need to cool your fucking jets and you can't be doing shit like that. Would and you have given them more than uh, Yosh? It's tough. It, I think six is probably the right number. I would have liked to have seen him banned from fucking the NHL period, just because he's a fucking douche. Yeah, Obviously, he's no. not going to get banned on this. The biggest but, douche in hockey was Avery. That's just me. Yeah, but Marshawn is—he's creeping he's up, up there. there pretty fucking <laughs> good, man. I mean, all all Marshawn needs to do is stand in front of a goalie and do this. And then he's right up on the same plane as Avery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are anymore. they are very, very close. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I think six was probably right. Um, I would have liked to see more just because I don't like Marshawn. But what are you gonna do? Every team well, needs a Marshawn, though, in my mind. I mean, we had one when we mm-hmm. got we had we had Kadri, then we got rid of him. What's Kadri doing in the Kadri's not the same. But I'm just saying everybody has that person to get underneath your Kadri would get suspended during the during gameplay. He would do something stupid during gameplay, not after the whistle, typically. Brad Marchand is typically he does something during the game, and then the whistle blows, and then he keeps going. Yeah, and you know what he reminds time. me of then when we played hockey, he was like the line. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that just doesn't stop, man. Somebody that just doesn't stop. I get you. I get you. I mean, has Marshawn ever fought anybody on the fucking, on his own team on on the bench? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Well, you never know. Never know. Um, That was a line. Yeah. (laughs) I had to break the fuckers up to stop them from doing so. But yes. So with this suspension, Marshawn becomes the most suspended player of all time in in terms of actual suspensions, not by games, because uh, th- this is his longest suspension at six games. So he's been, he's been suspended a bunch of times, all for relatively short durations. Uh, so he's been suspended eight times now and fined five times prior to this. Uh, and so he has 21 goals and 28 assists in 39 games. He's leading the Bruins in terms of points, and he's out for six games. Um, so he's obviously a prolific scorer in this league. He's a, he's a great player. It's too bad he's such a douche, as you put it, Josh. Uh, but what I hear all the time, is that players like this, you hate them when you play against them, but you'd love to have them on your team. And I don't know if that's really true or not. I would. I'd need one. I'd want one. So you wouldn't want Brad Marchand on your team. You I would love him. I would, I would take him team. in a heartbeat. I'd take so him you, in a heartbeat. You would take get, one or two suspensions a year. Just the to guy, the guy gets underneath your skin. You hate to love him. Like you said, Pedro. 
I mean, I think every team needs like a Marshawn. I mean, he, he at one point was just getting suspended, suspended, suspended. And then they said, Hey, you're talented. And he, I, I believe he went to a therapist and actually worked himself out a bit and then he became fucking talented. Back to that therapist, Maybe, <laughs> but I'm just saying he, he definitely reversed his game at one point and started getting points and points and goals. I mean, the guy is a definitely skilled player. I'd want him. I'd take him. For me, if he could leave all the bullshit at the door, I would take him, but he can't. He can't. So he has now hurt his team for six games. He is the best player on their team point-wise. Those six games gone is going to really hurt them from a scoring standpoint. And where are they in the standings right now? Are they comfortably in a playoff spot? I think so. They're near the bottom of the um, the playoff teams in the in the East, but the team the, it's pretty set. The teams that are going to make the playoffs. So if they lose these six games, it's probably not going to change too much. They're fairly close. Their seating, which could be huge. No, nah, seating could be, but I I don't like. We it. all. See. It's yeah. a bit of a weird year where they're sort of near the bottom of the playoff teams, but they're not going to fall out and they're not going to make it to mm-hmm. the top. And we all we know that Boston shows up in the playoffs every year. So to me, them finishing seven eight isn't going to make a difference. To yeah, me. Um, like because like the the playoff teams at the Atlantic, the the top three are the uh, Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Leafs. They are the top of the Atlantic, and they're going to stay there. And then Boston's the wildcard team uh, coming out of that division. That's pretty much. It's not set in stone because we're basically only halfway through the season, but it's more or less set in stone. So if he could check his attitude at the door, which we know he can't, I would take him because of his skill. But knowing that he can't and that he at some point is going to hurt the team with his suspensions and the penalties in that potential game or what have you based on his asinine activities, that's why I wouldn't take him. Uh, I would much rather have just a straight-up enforcer as opposed to this guy um, who, yes, he gets under your skin. Absolutely. He gets under my skin. And I don't even fucking play against him. <laughs> like if I fucking met the guy, I would beat his ass or at least attempt to like, you know, you do, do you guys knew um, he got a tattoo when he won the Stanley cup and the guy actually misprinted the champions. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it say? I, I don't know what it said, but my, my assumption champions. is I, I think it's champions. Chumps. Yeah. Chumps would be fucking funny. <laughs> but, but he did end up having a misspelling on uh, champions on his tattoo. That's fucking funny. He's I think the person it. did it purposely and not, you know, like, because it's Marshawn. Well, if you did champions as opposed to champions, it would be a pretty easy fix, right? Just just yeah. circle the top of the U to make an A, but that's yeah, fucking yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you guys don't think that he, he's going to change his ways because he knows that this is a... He can, this. though. He has. He has changed his ways. But so, it's just, to it's be fucking curve that, you know, I got to be that dickhead to get underneath your skin and do stupid shit. But he That's, knows that this is... It was stupid. And yeah. it's purely off of his history of being suspended that he's getting these six games. So yeah. my, my, my point is, do you, you guys don't... You have no iota that he's going to change his ways. He won't change so to be fair he before his previous suspension already this year he went a long stretch without getting suspended before that 
So he did. But he he was did. Like, come. Oh fuck! I haven't been. Yeah. <laughs> been missing yeah. games. Like, I need some time <laughs> off. <laughs> I go to Vegas. <laughs> well, I saw a hilarious thing that like, how outrageous would it be if he shows up in Beijing and plays Canada? <laughs> He's not playing right now <laughs> for six games. <laughs> I mean, we beat them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there I would take them. Yeah. <laughs> because we got the B team in, in the Olympics, I would take them. But... Yeah, we got the C team over there. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough. Like, he, he can produce. He's a great player, but he's such a, just a fucking idiot. That's, I don't know. It's hard. So, do you I, take him, Pete? I probably you want him would. on the leaps? I probably would take him, but I wouldn't love him like some people say like oh you love the pest when he's on your team i'd still think he's a fucking goof and an idiot i'm totally okay with having a pest on your team as long as he reels it in and doesn't get suspended because now you're hurting your team i'm okay with a penalty here and there during the game because okay you went a little bit overboard and you you know fuck with the guy a little bit more than you maybe should have but when it comes to suspensions, especially being that good as a, of a goal scorer and, and point producer, you've really fucked your team for those six games. And that's or, unacceptable. As a coach, like, why don't you reduce his minutes then, too? Like, I know he's, like you said, he's, he's a great, so good. He's so yeah. good. But yeah. it, it, once you realize, like, he's getting agitated at the stupidest shit, do you just be like, just just take a seat, cool, I mean, cool your head? Maybe, maybe by a game by game basis, you do uh, say, okay, you know what, you're, I, I you're getting you too hot. Some of it on the coaching on this point because, like, clearly he keeps doing it. Like, I get, like, he's a good player. He he makes horrible mistakes, but you gotta like, you gotta reel in your players a little bit. Like, that's just a good leader, and that's what you need as a coach. So mm-hmm. I, I I just think that's it's Boston too. So Boston has been like this for a while too. It's so. pronounced Bastion. you just gotta i think you gotta play some of it onto the coach like he's like oh we're not scoring marshawn play more minutes and then he does something stupid yeah yeah he's pretty much a ticking time bomb right like you said pd maybe he went for a good stretch without getting suspended but eventually you know he's gonna gonna do something stupid you know (laughs) yep so at that I think uh, we're done talking about Mr. Marchand. And we fuck can Boston. Die. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> fuck I wish Boston. We, I, I wish Boston. we won as often as I did. But... Anyway, rolling into our penalty box. Josh, why don't you let us know who's, uh, who's in the box this week? All right. So this week is a pretty funny penalty box, uh, in my opinion. So, uh, okay, see player ty jerome who's only been in the league for a couple years clearly does not remember that the nba only has a 24 second shot clock as he had a 24 second shot clock violation on a possession in which no passes or no shot attempts were made ty jerome had the ball for the entire 24 seconds and the shot clock expired and all he was doing dribbling dribbling little spin dribbling dribbling no no pass attempts guys are open as he's just dribbling away guys are open can make shots you know i realize that you play for okc and there isn't a whole lot of talent on the team but you got to pass the ball you got to take shots nothing no shot attempt after 24 seconds what are you thinking (laughs) like how do you just let the time the time run out 
Especially when you're down in the game, like you. you yeah, that's my question. Is the up or down? I mean, if they're up, I can see that. But if you're, oh, down, if you're up, fine. Fuck. <laughs> but you still make a shot at the end of the fucking shot clock, even sure. if you're down, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't want to give. I just don't want to give the ball up for free. Right. If you throw a shot up and it hits the rim, it's a horrible shot. You still have a potential for a rebound, but to not throw the ball up at all, <laughs> like, uh, you know drove- what? He drove just, the lane too, so he had a chance to just and peel back. Lane. Yeah, and he did. He just passed it, <laughs> yeah. And then, like right before he passed it, like the shot clock went off, and and the guy standing there at the three point line was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like, <laughs> you missed me by a couple of seconds. <laughs> Literally four seconds, five seconds. I mean, you passed me twice. Uh, yeah, so I, like he's just Pete. not good with his left hand, but uh, yeah, maybe. Like I said, Pete, like they were, OKC was down, but they were down 15 points. So and, and it was winding. The, the clock was winding down. It wasn't super low or anything, but like this is the time when you're down 15 points. You kind of want to rush. You want to get you buckets quick. Pace, yeah. yeah. And he's just chilling out. Oh, yeah, just yeah, I'm at the three point line. Bounce, bounce. <laughs> Bounce, bounce, <laughs> just nothing. Was he a foot behind the three point line, or was he on? The he was near half court. Oh, was he for, for most of it? Okay. He was, well, he wasn't he making was, a shot, right? He no. was clearly he was just he, bouncing the ball. Yeah, he took him a while to get up court. <laughs> yeah, it did. But and he did I, have a chance to take a shot, and he decided to pass. Yeah, he had, he had shot options. Like I said, Jess, he drove, and he could have kept going to the bucket. And, and go with a layup attempt. He could have dished it off at that point because there probably was two guys coming to him as he's driving a lane. Well, they were just sitting there. Everyone knew. They were <laughs> just like, so it's just, this it guy's made, not coming anywhere. It <laughs> made no fucking sense here. No sense. So, uh, Ty Jerome, you got to remember, you're not in college anymore. It's been a couple of years since you've been in college, but it's only a 24-second shot clock. You goof. Dumb, you dumb. fucking goof. I got a bunch of this guy's rookie cards, too. Now that works. No, get rid of them. They're not even worth the fucking cardboard they're printed on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! You know who was uh, was going to be a a co a co penalty box here it was Kevin Porter Jr. He scored on his own net with about two seconds to go against the Raptors, which we thought was pretty funny. And it uh, turns out that they didn't count the the bucket, which makes no sense at all when there's time Better left. Handle. Should have counted. The Raps should have won. They won by 19. They should have won by 21 uh, in that game. Just odd, odd, odds. It was going to be a dual. Buck 40 mark. Yeah, it was uh, It was interesting. I mean, a basket goes through. The, Amen. the ball goes, the ball goes basket, through the hoop. Sure. If there's sure still the time, clock, what the fuck? Counted. How does it not count? Should have counted. Yeah. My Damn point right. is, who gets the basket at that point? Toronto. No, the I'm talking about the one person. person, yeah. Oh, Probably whoever touched it last, right? Or it'd be kind of like, it last, yeah. it'd be like hockey or, like or soccer or, or something like that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, well, yeah, own goal. Soccer, soccer is the own goal, yeah. yeah Hockey is the one where it's the last person. That's yeah. Last, which probably would be, but it would still be pretty funny. <laughs> in high school, we had a, a guy score in our own basket. He grabbed the rebound and he figured he was on the other end. And he just goes up for a back. Fucking right he did. It's like, you dickhead that's, uh, that's what's the guy's name with dallas leon let he did that too with the cowboys oh yeah yeah. he, he picked up a ball and ran the wrong way maybe <laughs> that twice twice in a row or some shit uh, uh, too much too much fucking goofs are they drinking before the game like no no they're not the mexican umpires bro they're not mexican umpires oh i'm sure at uh back in the nfl they 
they would be drinking on halftime. They have a couple brewskis. Oh, I saw a fucking meme today, and it was like shout out to Len Dawson in Super Bowl one. I'm pretty sure that's it was Len Dawson that they said, and uh, or he's smoking a cigarette and he's got a beer between his legs sitting around at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> it's like shout out to this guy. This is what they used to do. Like makes sense. I'd probably have a beer. I mean, fuck if if we got to you know when you're playing hockey uh rec hockey if you got to go back into the room between periods for sure i'd crush a beer for sure oh buddy i i've seen all kinds of beers just like you know where you keep a gatorade bottle for during the game yeah i've seen all kinds of beers in there oh yeah well i i mean lots of guys so you don't get in shit i've seen beers poured into your gatorade bottles and all kinds of shit rec wise i've seen in in i mean obviously it's rec sports but in softball uh you know we, we call him B1 because we got two bobs on our team, but B1 took a fucking beer out into left field and he had it in his fucking, he had it in his glove. He didn't, get, he didn't get any fucking, any balls out there the whole game. And so he takes his fucking beer. He's like, fuck this. I'm drinking out in the fucking outfield because I'm not getting any balls out to me. Sure enough, doesn't doesn't a fucking ball come out to him? And I, I'm pretty sure he was able to put his beer down and make the play. That's all that matters. Uh, but uh, interesting. It'd be interesting to see if guys actually, you know, have a few drinks. I, I they probably don't nowadays. They definitely during, don't anymore. You know, yeah. but they probably should though. Sometimes, uh, you know what? Maybe Marshawn does. Maybe he gets a little loopy and he then he gets a little fucking <laughs> ornery, and then that's where he wants to get in front of uh, everybody. So maybe a fucking rail of cocaine or something. But I don't think he's drinking. Yeah, he's no Grand Fury. Okay, he's no Grand Fury. Hey, how, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, have you seen the, you seen the schnoz on him? Yeah. But he put it in his Are you talking bottle. about Jesse? <laughs> Grand Fury put <laughs> it in his water bottle. He was constant. Just put co- cocaine in his water bottle? Yes, sir. Mix of water? Yes, no, sir. Hmm. Tell him, Winston. Oh. No, that's not Winston. Tell him some. It's a random other dog. Random other dog. That is Hunter. Oh, it's, uh, not, Hunter. it's not Fossa. No, no, oh. it's way too deep to be Fossa. Man, right. granted. All right. Well, this shout out to Hunter, giving us his two cents. Yeah. You know what he's doing? He's barking at all of us. He's saying, "You guys are fucking idiots." He didn't get any you fucking challenges. Challenge. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, like there were a couple that we could have. We could have, should have, would have. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I tried, and Kevin is like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Well, we can just give a minus one to Kevin. I mean, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I got the bitch beer, right? And the bitch beer. That's oh, minus two then. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right, Pete, this is going to be an easy one, man. Go through the scores. We are all minus one because we all suck at our jobs. Or we're really good at it. We actually did some research oh, this week. Oh, oh, I like that. Nope, take. nope, not the case. It's not the case, but I like the take. But I still say this kind of thing should take that minus. Yes. I mean, it might save us from all getting a minus. So maybe we should. Let's, no. you know what? Let's get a fucking uh, listener slash viewer vote. Yes. If y'all are listening, I hope you're listening and or watching, shout us out. Shoot us a DM, a comment, whatever. Let us know if we should add a minus one for whoever's got the bitch beer. And, uh, you know, if we get at least one response, then that's we'll what do it is. 
We're just looking for one response, people. Anybody, anybody. Yeah, comment. we're we're talking to you. One person. <laughs> you. Whoever it is. We're talking to you. <laughs> You're listening. Pete's really pointing at the screen here. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's angrily pointing at it like you. <laughs> All right, so minus one today. What does that bring our season to? That brings our season totals. Peter is at a plus two. You. Kev drops to minus five. Boo. Jesse's down to plus three. You. I mean, you might as well put me Josh... at plus four after today. Oh, just calm. Down. Just really let's, let's all. Uh, you're gonna have a really rough day when the bungles fucking beat you. Yeah. And like I've had so much confidence this season, and then I got scared after the Brady comeback. Stupid Brady Juju. Like, Fuck you, Brady. Listen, I didn't believe in the Bengals either. But then they beat the best team in the AFC. Oh, fuck. The Titans. <laughs> you must be talking about the Chiefs. <laughs> then they beat the second or best team in the AFC. just say how bad the, the Titans Chiefs. are, that they get nine yeah. sacks and they can't, yeah. they can't win. That's how good the Bungles are. Mm-hmm. That's why they're going to win today. Where was the coach of the year there getting nine sacks and can't? can't get over 20 points well that uh happens when you have three interceptions Why so Aaron, that guy aaron rogers <laughs> who threw four interceptions all year invitations waiting i mean he did buy some property in and around tennessee yeah he did that. yeah which is did. crazy like it's i also crazy. heard that he buys property everywhere so, I mean, happening. why wouldn't you? It's real estate's happening. a hot market right now. If you yeah. can afford it, it's just going up. So, yeah. you know, and just okay. wait until the but, uh, the interest rates jump up and we can get a bunch of houses for cheap, boys. Cheap. Put, Not put, your bias, it, but. put your bias aside here for a second, though. If Aaron Rodgers comes and joins the Titans, are they not a Super Bowl favorite? They're eh. a Super Bowl favorite for sure. But at Man. the same time, they, he can't do anything in the playoffs, apparently. Yeah, and, and I would suggest for him, stay the fuck out of the AFC. There is some top-end QBs, young, young guys. Well, you know, Brady you got Holmes, you got Allen, uh, you got Burrow. Burrow, like, yeah. You know, uh, Herbert. Herbert, Jackson. Stay the fuck out of the AFC is what I would do if I was Mr. Aaron Rodgers. It's probably but, why he's going to stay with Green Bay. Yeah, it's... It, I heard that, uh, I think I read an article yesterday that said it's looking more like, although the early early uh, indication was that he's going to move out, it kind of seems like now he might stick around for another year. But I hope he doesn't, just because uh, two reasons. One, because fuck Green Bay. And two, because <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just more fun if he goes somewhere else. Yeah, it would. It would. I would I definitely so. like to see the NFC North get a little bit fucking worse if he were to leave. It would be a no, little bit NFC more North. wide open. Where I just I did I said NFC North. Didn't you say AFC? I heard AFC. Yeah. I heard AFC. Oh. Well, what the fuck? You're not challenging. Jeez, I did. Right. All right. I, okay. He did challenge. All right. Take the point. That's fine. It's that, 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 Take no. the we, point. We've gone through the scores. It's too late. It's too late. Oh fuck! I was saving all y'all points, but it's all good. I was gonna say, is take the point. And we'll double check when we when we edit. If I said NFC, then you be fucked. <laughs> but uh, whatever, it is what it is. I heard AFC. Uh, okay, that's fair. Either way, either way, get him out of my fucking division would be great. Well, that'd be the cool thing because, like I said, the Rams are gonna win. So you got Brady moving to a different team, easy the Super Tiger. Bowl. Easy. You got yeah, Stafford moving from another team, getting the Super Bowl. 
but if you, Peter, if you follow this logic here and he comes to Tennessee, would you not like this logic? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so your Rams. Listen, if the, if, the, <laughs> if the stupid Rams have to win a Super Bowl again, I remember Kevin Dyson. I, we know people don't forget. I don't know who the hell Kevin Dyson was. I remember Mike Jones. <laughs> I remember Kevin Dyson. <laughs> if that's what it takes to get the Lombardi back in shitty old Nashville, which I it's became a fan of for some reason. It's yes, been. you're right. You're right. Should challenge him. It's after hours, bud. Yeah, <laughs> definitely after hours. <laughs> It's worth it. It's worth it, even if I gotta see Jesse fucking win a championship. Don't worry, Jesse's. You're gonna not gonna see him as dude. much as I've been insufferable this year. Jesse's crying just, just today. Pretend no. that it's gonna be like for the rest of the season, boys. Hey, my favorite thing. So every year I host a Super Bowl party, and my favorite thing is to watch you bitches cry when your teams lose. We're fuck talking you. to you, Kev. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah we are. I <laughs> just say, so you know, when the Bears did make that playoff or that Super Bowl a long time ago, I didn't cry when they lost. Okay, I was close, but I didn't cry. Kev. Did Rusty cry in the Green Bay loss? Uh, he might have. He's always a bitch. He would always definitely. Cry. I think he was too drunk, and he just like fucking. Just like me. Just like I was. No, I was too drunk. Green Bay hasn't been to a a Super Bowl since I won it. I feel like I remember them being at a Super Bowl at Kevin's place. He he was, yeah, that was the one that, or I don't know. They won one, and that was one he was too way too drunk at because they won. Oh, they won that one. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, there was another one at my place in Waterloo that they lost. Yeah, when I broke my rib. I don't think they've been to another Super Bowl. Yeah, because I remember one guy fucking it wasn't rusty, but there was another dude right, that was super well, jacked. Like I he, said, this he's is like, I picked I picked check, fucking pretty uh, sure Green Bay. He picked Green Bay, Bay he was all pissy. There. Anyway, guys, Jesse's gonna look some shit up for some unknown reason, but yeah, <laughs> I want to just show that I'm right at this again. We're outside, outside the window. Whatever. We're outside, outside the window. Outside. Way outside our window. All right, Kev. Tell me how your drink was. Well, I'm just getting primed. For this uh, Fuck Super yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. I have an Amsterdam Brewing Neon Haze at a 5.7 Hazy IPA. Yeah, I'm a bit fucking <laughs> hazy. I like the can. The can was pretty decent. I mean, I did a little... It doesn't have tea. a puffin on it. No. Puffin what? I did that on a half break, bro. Doesn't have two fucking owls on it, bro. <laughs> who's on it? I don't know who's on first. Hoot, hoot. I'm having hoot. a hoot. I'm having a hoot. But I mean, I don't know, guys. I mean, these these IPAs are kind of, you know, I might they're good on I, Sundays, right, Kev? I start my drink. I might start drinking this beyond Sundays. No, Let's be real. You like, will yeah. not. No, I will not. I liked it. It was, <laughs> it was decent. Enjoyed this. I mean, I, I'm okay with taking the uh, the biatch of the uh, alcohol content, but other than that, enjoyed it. Like it. I will definitely drink that again. Sneezy. That was yours, bro. Stout was awesome. Blackfriars Bridge. It's about a bridge in London, Ontario. The stout was very good. 6%. Uh, I'm starting to get on board with these stouts, boys. And FYI, I was right. The last time they were in the Super Bowl, they won it. 2010. Good for you, bro. They haven't been in their bad. Before that, though? I feel like they lost. The last time before that was with Mike Holgram in 96. 
Hmm. Were they playing that when they lost? Who did they play? The Patriots. Fuck you, Brady. 96? What? No. Just saying Impossible Brady, Brady. 06, maybe. I'm just saying Brady in general. I don't give a hoot. Yeah, Ooh. fuck that guy. Should have been MVP, though. That was my choice. RPD, how was your beer? Yeah, my Aloha Sour IPA with a puffin on the can. I did that on break. <laughs> Not with a can, though. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, you were, you were puffing. What are you, in out. high school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just poke some holes right here. And... Yeah, man. What? You can turn anything. How do you know how to do that? What? <laughs> yeah, take, take notes, kids. You get some tinfoil. Oh, good thing I put not for kids on the YouTube channel. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I'm talking about. You can also use a water bottle if you really have to. Yeah, you can. Just get some tinfoil out of the water bottle and melt. <laughs> uh, but the, the uh, puppet, what's it called? Aloha. The Aloha. Sour IPA. It was good. I actually drank them way too quick. I uh, I got I drank one in Josh's first segment. Was Sorry, parched, boys. Was parched all through Kevin's. <laughs> then crack number two at the MVP. And uh, I don't think it made it to my segment either. So they <laughs> they went down quick. They went down fast. They Must went be down good then. Yeah. Yeah, it is good. Uh, I enjoyed. I drink it again. Like I said, if you ever summertime on a patio. Get yourself a nice sour IPA. And we start puffing. Can't get much better. Then, yeah, Kevin can start puffing. So, Josh, how was your... I forget what you had. What'd you have? My top-end winning beer this week. 6.4%. Just calm down. Monogamy yeah. IPA with two fucking owls on the fucking front. They've... Uh, hoot, hoot, hoot. They, <laughs> it was pretty fucking good. Citrusy, tasty AF. I like it gonna get these again you know i say i'm gonna get a bunch of them again i never end up do just because i'm like oh hey look there's a new one oh look there's a new one but maybe one day maybe one day, day you'll come into the beer store or the lc wherever you're going and you'll say i've tried all these yeah i'm gonna get the ones that i said i would get again yeah. and i forget what they are so I'm gonna guess. <laughs> i'll guess of the high alcohol <laughs> content ones <laughs> no i got you all beaten on the next one I no just calm that. down kev no i'm drinking straight fucking rye next week bro all right all right drinking Bacardi 151 oh right. shit <laughs> oh shit fuck i probably won't even make it to the end of the fucking episode we know jesse won't make it to the episode <laughs> and episode if he had some 151 <laughs> I, I will i mean i'll hang in there uh, i don't know kev you're getting up there in age, you know. I might might put you out. Nah, puke and rally, bro. Puke the old rally. body's not what she used to be. Give. Yeah. All right, guys. Today is Super Bowl fucking Sunday. Super excited. We had to do our show early in the morning. We're drinking at 10 a.m. because that's how we do for all you listeners. We've got to make sure that we're nice and drunk for you guys, even if it, it is you. early. For you. We do it for you. So for everybody here, a points of penalties on Super Bowl Sunday. I'd like to thank you for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your pod, podcast. Click this motherfucking button right here. Wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe there. Please give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, boys, stay, stay out, out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.